Dear Heavenly Father, you number our hairs and determine our days. You hang the stars and feed the sparrows. You open doors no one can shut and shut doors no one can open. Surely we can trust you when the time comes for making big decisions or for, for that matter, any decisions. We are in just such a season again, Father, and we know we are not alone. We will trust you for generous wisdom, straight paths, and peaceful hearts, all for your glory. How we praise you for being the decision-making God. It's not our decisions, but yours that make all the difference. We will plan, but we trust you to order our steps. We will pray but ask you to fix our prayers en route to heaven. We will seek counsel, but count on you to overrule faulty or incomplete input from our most trusted friends and mentors. We will search the scriptures, but not looking for proof texts, but for you, Father. All we want and need is you. Free us from the paralysis of analysis, wanting to make the right decision more than we want to be righteous people, wanting to be known as wise people, more than we want to know you. Free us from the idolatry of assuming there's only one perfect choice in any given situation. Free us from making decisions primary for our comfort and others' approval or fear their disapproval. Free us to know that good choices don't always lead to the easiest outcome, especially at first. Free us from second and 22nd guessing our decisions. Father, no matter if it's wisdom about buying or selling, vocation or vacation, this place or that place, this person or that person, we know that all in all things, your will is our sanctification are becoming more and more like Jesus. Give us this passion, make it our delight. So Father, make us more and more like Jesus, even as we trust you for the opening and the closing of doors that are in front of us, all for your glory in our eating and drinking and in our whatevers, whenevers, and wherevers. Amen. Teachable Moments with April. The scripture for this devotional is Psalms 103:12. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Etch a sketch, forgiveness. The little red rectangle box was magical. As a kid, I could play with it for hours. When I turned one knob on the box, I could create a horizontal line on its screen. Turned the knob the other way and voila, a vertical line. When I turned the knobs together, I could make diagonal lines, circles, and creative designs. But the real magic came when I turned my etch and sketch toy upside down, shook it a little, 
and turned it right side up. A blank screen appeared, offering me the opportunity to create a new design. God's forgiveness works much like that etch and sketch. He wipes away our sins, creating a clean canvas for us. Even if we remember wrongs we committed, God chooses to forgive and forget. He's wiped them out and doesn't hold our sins against us. He doesn't treat us according to our sinful actions. Psalms 103.10 But extends grace through forgiveness. We can be rid of guilt and shame because of His amazing gift to us. The psalmist reminds us that our sins have been separated from us as far as the east is separated from the west. That's as far away as you can get. In God's eyes, our sins no longer cling to us like a scarlet letter or a bad drawing. That reason to rejoice, that's enough reason right there, to thank God for his amazing grace and mercy. Why do you think God chooses to not treat you as your actions might deserve? How can you thank him for separating your sins from you? Loving God, thank you for forgiveness and remind me that you no longer remember my sins. John 16:33 I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Escape or peace. Escape. The billboard shouts the benefits of having a hot tub installed. It gets my attention and gets me thinking. My wife and I have talked about getting a hot tub someday. It would be like a vacation in our backyard, except for the cleaning and the electric bill. And suddenly, the hope for escape starts to sound like something I might need escape from. Still, that word entices me so effectively because it promises something we want. Relief. Comfort, security, escape. It's something our culture tempts and teases us with in many, many ways. Now, there's nothing wrong with resting or getaway to someplace beautiful, but there's a difference between escaping life's hardships and trusting God with them. In John 16, Jesus tells his disciples that the new chapter of their lives will test their faith. In this world, you will have trouble. He summarizes at the end, and then he adds the promise, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus didn't want his disciples to cave in to despair. Instead, he invited them to trust him, to know the rest he provides. I have told you these things, he said, so that in me, you may have peace. Jesus doesn't promise us a pain-free life, but he does promise that as we trust and rest in him, 
we can experience a peace that's deeper and more satisfying than any escape the world tries to sell us. How have you seen invitations to escape in the world around you recently? How well do you think they might deliver on these promises? Father, help me to trust you so that I may find peace and rest in you. from heaven. At 18 months old, little Mason had never heard his mother's voice. The doctors fitted him with his first hearing aids and his mom, Lauren, asked him, can you hear me? The child's eyes lit up. Hi, baby, Lauren added. A smiling Mason responded to his mother with soft coos. In tears, Laura knew she'd witnessed a miracle. She'd given birth to Mason prematurely after gunmen shot her three times during a random home invasion. Weighing just one pound, Mason spent 158 days in intensive care and wasn't expected to live, let alone be able to hear. That heartwarming story reminds me of the God who hears. King Solomon prayed fervently for God's attuned ear, especially during troubling times. When there is no rain, 1 Kings 8.35. During famine or plague, disaster or disease, verse 37. War, verse 44. And even sin, Hear from heaven their prayer and their plea, Solomon prayed, and uphold their cause. Verse 45. In his goodness, God responded with a promise that still stirs our hearts. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. 2 Chronicles 7.14 Heaven may seem a long way off, yet Jesus is with those who believe in him. God hears our prayers, and he answers them. What troubling situation can you pray about today? Believing God is hearing you from heaven. What help from God can you thank him for? Because he hears your plea. Heavenly Father, during my toughest struggles and troubles, I thank you for hearing my humble cry. <laughs>